Eon Karras. This is Satya, and you're listening to, to Love, Love, Sex, Sex and, and the, the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Our podcast was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off our most precious life force, our sexual energy. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com. Let's dive in. As you started telling the story of how we got together and you started to say you're going to get into like how it was going to be one month. I was, you said, I'm extremely afraid of you. I, I said, I can date you for one month. You were going to get into the how we arrived. The reason I said that though also was because Why? I didn't, I didn't believe that you knew how to be monogamous. And I said, I would only date you if you're monogamous because I can't in this moment handle sharing a lover with anyone. Right. And you said, oh, okay, I can do that. I'm like, you can be monogamous for a month. Are you sure? With your history and where you're coming from in this moment in your right. life. So this is the playful way. Said, so I want three months. And right. I was so terrified by that because I didn't know if I could handle you for three months. And I didn't know how I was going to feel. I didn't want to fall in love with you and then have to share you with all these women. Like I was like, whoa, I need to back up and pause. And then you convinced me because you're, you're trying to convince you. Yes, you did. You, you convinced me in the sense that I trusted you enough to sign. We signed a piece of paper. Well, and you still trust me enough to have these conversations. So yeah. So yeah. obviously, like I had to face my own fear, which I did with you. And I'm really grateful <laughs> because there were moments. Yes, I was testing you. I was I was checking in and I was scared that if I didn't text you in those moments that you would mess up. So I was like, Adam, Adam, what's going on? Like I'm at home writing, working on my book alone in the forest, just me and the forest and the, the fox. And you're out there traipsing around the world. like super magnetic and like oh, I'm gonna go to a conference and I said Adam this week is really important for me can you like ground up can you you're like oh I'm gonna go to a conference don't worry I'm gonna be totally absorbed in this conference and then suddenly I, I felt all safe and secure in my nervous system like great Adam's just doing his work I can do my work and focus on me and then suddenly it was like oh my god Adam what are you doing right now what are you doing what are you doing right now please like tone it and then it's not like I of course, don't want you to talk to anybody. But in a way, at that time, if I could really control you, you would also live in the woods somewhere alone. Yeah. Just to like match my energy and like ground it. But you were out in the world. And and then with all these people who's, who also had really heightened electric systems and anyone who got intertwined with you, I was 100% online with them too. So it's not just my system now. It's my system, right. it's your system, plus their system. And everyone there connected with, and I was like, oh, oh, like I shouldn't be sexual at this moment because this is really overwhelming me. And then I was having to like do my command control of my own space. And then it was like, okay, I don't want to control you, but like, I don't know if this is healthy for me, but in the moments, it, I mean, it was like, wow, you, you tested me. I, I felt like it was a, a test and it was very healing in a lot of ways, because our connection was really profound. I never had someone like me in some of those realms. Here's something we've never unpacked. 
and and I was by the way, and I was getting an entire education on my side. And for any body who relates to themselves, I, I don't know, for any men who <laughs> might watch this, or for a lot of people, you know, it was a, it was an education to to be with you because it's I don't I I now understand how acutely sensitive people are and are at a distance. And so if a woman, you know, I mean, if a woman, you know, says, oh, I can feel you're talking to somebody or, you know, it's, how am I trying to explain this? It was an education to be aware of the distance at which we were intertwined at, at, at your, a level of your sensitivity. And it was an education I wanted because it was also a learning about how, how deeply the idea of, you know, of being energetically connected to somebody and being in an intimate relationship with somebody can go. Now, I mean, there's all sorts of challenges with that. Does that mean you can't have a, a, a conversation with, with somebody else of the opposite sex? These are all the things people face, but. I'm, well, I didn't, I didn't want to share my sexual energy with anyone else, but you. But that, but that, so, so this is the thing we've never, this is a thing we've never unpacked. So I'm really curious. So I'm across the country or I'm back in Berkeley and you're up in Mendocino and you would feel that I was talking to somebody. So something I, I don't know, and we've never, I don't think we've ever talked about is what, what precisely did you feel? And, and cause you say you're sharing your sexual energy. And so you're, 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 you're also in You're also telling me that what you relate to have happened. I could feel your turn on. Okay. So say you're I was turned on now. By someone else. And okay. I felt that you were turned on, lit up, admiring someone else, which that's fine to a degree, but then it's like, you know, that's natural, right? That's a natural occurrence. It's not like I think I'm the only one who can turn you on or that you're going to be excited by that. That's foolish of me to think that. However, right. I didn't think that you knew where the boundary was. Like I, I felt that you would push so far and that if that girl said yes, you would just go to her boundary. And some of the people you hang out with didn't have any boundaries. And you also, I didn't know where your boundaries were. I couldn't find them. You had none. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, you're, you're like game for anything. So it, well, it was hard for me because I couldn't feel contained. And I felt like, well, I don't want to be intertwined with drama. I don't want to be intertwined with other people's emotional states. Like I can barely handle my own and me with you and our connection right. is enough and maxing my nervous system. Right. I, I couldn't be around anyone. I wasn't socializing with anyone. Like I lived deep in the woods for a reason. So I needed you to keep me safe. And I felt like you didn't understand what yeah, that, that was, meant. I wasn't being sexual. I didn't, wasn't sexual with anybody. Yes, you, you were. No, I wasn't. I know who you're talking about now that my housemate, like a Swedish woman slept in my room. Okay, I gave a massage to Mahina, the woman who lives in Hawaii. And there was like five other people in the room. But yes, it had sexual energy. But you, there was- You all, made all, out with someone. You She slept in your bed and you cuddled with her the whole night. I felt all of it. And I asked you, is someone in your bed? And you were like, uh, yeah. But like your boundary and my boundary was different. Well, like, I didn't, but that's the thing is I didn't cuddle with her, but okay, so we were next to one another. You made out. 
You no. told me. I had to come there and have a conversation with her. Please, no. please pull up this this text where I told you I made out. Because you know when we okay, so we so folks, folks for your, folks at home, those viewing. That's home, why I broke up with you, Adam. Okay, so we broke up in early 2016, and we really haven't actually talked. And that was April 2016, and we haven't talked until April of this year, seven years later. And 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 upon our re our conversational re-engagement, it was a lot that suddenly opened up a lot of feeling and emotion and things moving for, for both of us. It was like a whole timeline that had gotten truncated was suddenly like back and energized and that Ian and I were, have been like, like there's a timeline that's just re-engaging and there was a lot of energy on that for both of us. But like, I mean, I'll, I will say that I was, I told, I'm not kidding. I was in a, my nervous system wasn't strong then. It's not a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a lack of will to try. But anyways, I would like to see this text exchange. You could feel free to post it in the show notes or whatever, where I told you I made out. Cause I really don't, I don't remember. Think it was on text. I think it was a live conversation. A couple of weeks ago, you said to me that I slept with somebody and I didn't sleep with anybody. No, slept, sleeping. She was in your bed. And to me, your bed was our bed, right? Like my bed is our bed. We, I, I don't share my right, bed well, so, with I mean, anyone. I'm, so that's I'll a boundary. Just, like, it's I'll like dating Adam means cuddle puddles. It means other women's energy, like slinking around. It was, it was sensual touch, oh, sensual okay. energy on a regular basis. Like I was not interested in an open relationship at all. I wasn't really oh. even interested in dating. I was no, just- but don't, don't, fine. don't define cuddling in a group of people as now we're suddenly in an open relationship. I'm just saying that's, that's a tough- It's not normal for most people, by the way. Well, okay. If you, say you come so. from a Tantra sex house. Most people point. have very clear boundaries around their relation and that's and so not true because 50% of marriages end in divorce and it's and people are not in that okay let's just not get in a fantasy world just because I couldn't I I I fell down the cuddle hole let's not get in a fantasy world about how great everybody else's boundaries are I know but I know too I know too much to, to know that no but you're you're assuming that people are okay as adults cuddling with other adults most people aren't that's a very san francisco bay area subculture reality yeah that's i mean that's true but that i think i'm making a different simply making a different point which is that people there's also a lot of people out there who understand what other people's boundaries are and still violate them and would never have the level of conversation about it that you and i did at the time and since and um yeah i'm not making an excuse to go cuddle off to go to go off and cuddle with people now i think i'm making an excuse for you see it, it, the cuddling wasn't the problem the problem was i could be walking down the street and then start talking to somebody or somebody would recognize me and we start talking and it was at that level of, of of where i couldn't control it that you would text me and say who are you talking to and you're like no you're i'm like i'm just talking to a friend and you're like no you're sexually connecting with her right now your, your sexual energies are running i'm like what are you talking about and then over time, you trained me to, to tune in to my body, what was happening in that moment and be like, oh, okay, yeah, this woman is turned on by me. And I'm just like talking and like being in this energized way. And I'm not choosing to turn her on. 
I'm not choosing not to, and I'm not trying to, but it was like this channel post Tantrika land that had just like opened yeah. and it wasn't in my, my choice. Now, so to con the reason, I think I'm defending myself in the same way I was back then, which was then I go home and I'm living with six other people and there's other people over and they're throwing events at my house. And after the cacao ceremony, people are hanging out, people are cutting, like cuddling, like everyone's in this. So I was in a bit of a, I was in a Chinese finger trap because here I am on the one hand, trying not to cross the boundary of just like, you know, like I can't even control just talking to somebody, but then I'm like, look, we're choosing, I'm like, I'm choosing to cuddle. And I'm also telling you, I'm not hooking up with this person. And so I was in this weird world where I'd come from pre-tantric world, like a lack of touch in my life, a lack of touch in my home, home life altogether. And had started learning that touch can be healing. And I wasn't like, okay, we're dating now, but I'm like, do I now have to give up that I can, you know, and this is not an easy, this is not an easy place in relationships. So, but you know, it's like, I was a bit, I was confused and I would be, you know, uh, sort of, I would be confused and frustrated inside. And like, I couldn't like do it right and couldn't solve the problem. And, you know, I was just trying to be an A student and you were, you were marking all my papers with, marking up all my papers with red pen. And I was like, you know, it was, it was, it was a trial. You put me to the ropes. You, you put me, me to the ropes. You put me to the ropes. You put me to the ropes. I never, wow, that was, it was other level. Yeah, I, it was super hard. And I, I, for me as well, super hard. Yeah, and I wanted. Maybe in, a, in obviously in a different. I still kind of wanted way. to trust you. And then, and what I loved about you is that you, you were honest. You were always honest. Some you deflect a lot. Like you would keep me guessing and like play with me and kind of like make me think the worst in a sense. Like not that you made me think. I would think the worst because your deflection would, which you found fun. And well, if you're gonna text me, hey, what are you doing with this woman right now? Obviously, you know we're you know I'm gonna, gonna because and, and and to my um. For, for those listening, yeah, <laughs> haven't maybe heard all my episodes, like my first uh, marriage was to, you know, I had to deal with sharing my man a lot. And it was something that I was done doing and didn't ever want to do again in that way. And you challenged me deeply right. because I was in you know, I'd done five years of celibacy. I had trained my psychic senses deep in the forest. Here I was after the five, like I had gone back to the city, back to the US after eight years in India. And then was like, whoa, this place is crazy. And then my house, whatever, all this stuff was happening to me. I had been raped, had an abortion just before meeting you. So already I was like, I can't, I don't know who to trust. And the only way I can trust is through love and connection, right? Like I need to rebuild trust. And I I was so shaky. I didn't, yeah, I was just rebuilding proof, everything. And you were like such this wild cracker that, you know, Mr. Fox, for those who read my book, he is, he is Mr. Fox. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it was wild. And I feel then like I should make, I, I'm supposed to like 
I'm supposed to make like a fox chirping sound now when you when you when you say well, that. Like, in the moment that we were together, we ex experienced some really high highs and some really low lows. Like, um, so we made a baby that never came to term, and when I found out I was pregnant. Uh, well, the day before I found out I was pregnant was the day I launched my book. I was in Washington, D.C. at the launch in the airport, having another nervous like system meltdown, needed to talk to you, needed grounding, needed to celebrate my win with you, which you helped my, me with the book a lot. Like you were one of my you were my primary editor. And um I was like, oh my God, I have to have a party. I have to have a launch party. I have to do something because, you know, I was at the, doing the whole publisher thing. And then I came back and in the airport in DC, I called you, I could not sleep. I was so many things stacked on me in one moment. And one of those things was that you had kissed someone. And I was like, I'm done, Adam. Like, how can you do that to me when I'm, needing you the most right now like I was I broke up with you in the airport I very much remember my feeling in that airplane was absolute devastation and it wasn't just hearing that you had kissed someone or feeling it and talking to you and getting the confirmation on that phone call so when I flew back I also got a call that my best friend had broke her back and had to be airlifted off of snowboarding accident and uh, broke her back in two places, was under surgery. She was being helicoptered around. Her mom was freaking out saying like, oh my God, she made it, but she's in surgery, a metal rod, all this stuff. And I was just like, oh my God. And then I called you and I'm needing this like deep love. And I'm realizing that it's not there. So I flew home, like in the plane, I broke up with you and I landed I hadn't slept in weeks because it was the final edits of the book. So I was, I felt like I was off of the, I don't know, my nervous system was shot. And when I arrived back, I, instead of staying with you, I stayed with my friend and it was in that same day, within that 24 hours of figuring this out, breaking up with you saying, I'm done, I'm done. What, I can't what, do what it. I found out I was pregnant. What weekend was this when you were in DC for that? The date? I'm curious. All right. It, it I think matter. it was March. I have no no recollection. Who it was I March. Did. And then, but. yeah, it was March. And I realized I was a month pregnant. So we got pregnant on Valentine's Day when I tracked back. It was March when I launched the book. And I we broke up. And, and then, um, I told you I was pregnant and you didn't want me to keep the baby. And I was like, I'm keeping this baby. And you were freaking out. I don't want to be a dad. This isn't right. And I was like, I don't care. I don't, I don't need you. I'm keeping the baby. And you're like, Oh, what are you going to live in the woods raising this kid? I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And you started panicking. And then you were flip-flopping between, I love you. Let's get married and move to Oregon. <laughs> I just want to say, I, I've, all right, go on. Tell no, the whole story. this was my experience of you. I and know, I had no idea. Trying to stabilize. I was like, 
I don't know what's going on with you. I need five, six years alone with this child in the woods. You can be a dad or not. It doesn't matter to me. I will raise it. I'm fine alone. I've been alone my whole life. Like I know how to do alone. I didn't know how to do together. And then you were oscillating. We had broken up. You were starting to get more and more wild. I just shut down. I just blocked you out at that moment. Then when you realize I'm keeping, I don't know, I remember you came up to see me in the woods. We kind of got back together and you were like, no, I want to be there. I want to be a dad. Like, let's, let's do this. And we have this beautiful night of like, oh my God, we're having a kid. You well, honestly, I was elated every time I thought about it. And then I would flip into panic, but like my heart was elated. I was so happy that we had a child on the way. And when you first told me, I was, I, I, I reacted and, and I was from fear because I was, I, yeah, I was from fear because I was like, well, shit, I'm struggling to like take care of my own self right now and my own employment. But then my actual, my heart was in complete, like so much joy and so much elation. I didn't know that. I you think that, that, no. Oh, my heart was in such elation. I was so happy. I I was like, this is going to make everything. I mean, everyone around Berkeley who I was interacting with was like, wow, you seem different. Like, like I was, uh, I was like, there was this, I was feeling so much, honestly, it gave me like this sense of, I mean, there was definitely some highs and lows. I was, I was having a strong emotional ride around it. But after I got, after I was a yes to it inside, I felt my whole just orientation and my 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 thinking about the future just shift dramatically and I was really happy and now I mean in retrospect I wish I had gone off all on my own and had my feelings and just left you for a while and found my way back to things um maybe that would have taken some time because I had some some of my own healing to do and my own nervous system to stabilize yeah, I was elated and you would have been an amazing, amazing mother. <laughs> you would have been an amazing mother. And it was like a dream that I didn't even, like us meeting was like, you know, you, from you coming up and giving me your card to us being together just a few days later was, it was like ordained our meeting and everything that unfolded from there. And it was like what I always wanted, but wasn't, wasn't, wasn't having in life. Amazing, brilliant partner, a child, a family. Yeah, it was, it was what I, what I, what I wanted and wasn't, and wasn't, uh, and did, had not, was not arranging for myself it was like it was like a destined it was like a destined destiny meeting you and and i was so in resentment towards myself after after we lost the child for the things i didn't do that it didn't bring us back to georgia to my family house where it would have been really quiet and very big and very roomy. And we could have just let 
RE incubate and not really have to do much of anything else. And I'm so sorry. And I, 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 I was so sorry for years after, like I could not heal from it. And like, I could not like get over the grief. It was absolutely monumental. And then when we just connect, and that was for me for years afterwards, and you moved on like rather quickly, I guess, you know, and I was, you know, and, and, and had sort of many other chapters and I was fixated and stuck in that grief for years. And, uh, and then when we just reconnected in April last month, after seven years, you suddenly were struck with like enormous, like with waves of grief. And we've never, so that's how connected we were and have remained since whether it was conscious or unconscious. So it's interesting because I, I, I was unconscious during our relationship, but after we parted ways, I was very conscious that we were still very connected and you were not aware at all. It's very, very interesting. Well, the way I experienced you at the end of our relation, like, okay, so back up. We signed a three month contract to date of monogamy. And at the end of the first three months, we renegotiated for three more months and then it was very, it was starting to stretch you. That's what I felt like. It was getting harder and harder for you to stay monogamous. And it, my work was getting stronger and stronger and I needed you to stabilize and you couldn't stabilize for me in the way that I needed. So that's where I was like tracking you so much and being like, Hey, Adam, like I need you to be more stable. And it was oscillating. You would like find an edge, you would come back, whatever. We were figuring it out. And um, and then when I got really busy with the book that the last like few weeks and I left for DC, I think I was gone for like five days or something. It was like you went off the handle or something. Like I didn't even know who you were when I came back and it terrified me. And the amount of stacked trauma that I was dealing with you know we're we're still processing we're processing a lot because there's so much you're processing grief I guess what what I'm feeling is like well how do you feel towards me right now all answers are valid there's still some anger of losing Ari and how I lost him and there's like awe and wonder of like how our paths came together and the magic of everything we've experienced together there's there's still love and attraction and adoration and I don't know like this last month connecting to you has been super weird and surreal and also very beautiful and very healing it's confusing because I can't, I've only seen you. Well, mostly we talk on the phone. And so even sitting with you like this is super weird. It's like almost in person. Like, I don't know what will happen when I see you in person. But when we reconnected last month, it was so overwhelming to revisit. I felt like I had a mega soul retrieval for like three days straight. I was crying and I felt Ari, like a six-year-old boy, holding me and I felt this parallel life of like us as a family and 
I don't think I've ever allowed myself to think about it. Yeah. I thought about it a lot. Uh, I'm angry at me too. Just so much stacked trauma, like. I mean, I, I feel like the thing, one thing to say is, you know, we, yeah, it was, it was, it was magical. Everything in our relationship, your family was, you know, you were at that point more connected to your family. And somehow that was through your connection with me. And, and, and while we were together, things with my family felt good. It was like such a more like positive note and like tone with my conversations with my mother and my brother for that period. Um, and I just want to say, like, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, your anger is really valid. Well, I never wanted to be a mother. I'm not that girl who grew up thinking I can't wait to be married and have a kid. I've never thought that. I've never even had a moment's break to be able to dream that dream for myself. Like, it was not an option for me the way that I felt my reality was handed to me. It was like, this world is super sick, fit, twisted, and fucked up. And I'm going to do whatever I can to survive it, to heal, and to help anyone who's suffering. Like, that's sort of been my motive since I can remember. So getting pregnant at 43, and then having all the horror around me the moment I found out I was pregnant there was like a lot of horror I was dealing with at the same moment and the only reason that I was able to like relaunch my business launch the book you know be there for my friend who who was you know broken to pieces yeah and you're yeah and you're one of the strongest people I know like there was there was during our entire relationship and all the time I've known you since I've been in total admiration of how how much you handle and I don't want not that that's a, a fate I wish on you that it, it should be like that but and it, it, it it's but at the time we were together I was in I was in admiration I was in I was in total admiration and fell in love with you more that much more deeply when you when you said I will raise the child on my own and then we we went on our separate ways for however many days or the next week or something. And I was like, wow. I mean, I knew you were amazing before that. Um, I knew you were, I knew you were, you were absolutely out of this world and something special when we had first met and, and you're and all the, the first time we talked, we were on the phone. I was like parked in front of my house for like, we were on the phone for like five and a half hours. And I was just sitting in my car for like three, three and a half or four hours. Um, just immersed in hearing about your life and your stories and when you we were pregnant with Ari and you were like I'm, I'm keeping the baby and I, I I realized it actually had nothing to do with me and I was like you're you're just an amazing human you're an amazing human and your like level of conviction when you when you do things and I mean, there's so many you know and, and your your intuition and your abilities not like anyone I've met. I mean, you're like very, 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 very few people I've met, but you're the only one I've met that, you know, that I fell in love with.
To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com.